guys. Welcome to the Bada Boom Podcast. This is Chris. And this is Troy. And today we're talking a fairly recent DC animated project, Catwoman Hunted. Troy and I are very excited about it, or were very excited about it because we saw it already. But it's uh, it's set in the Young Justice universe. Well, Young Justice adjacent, adjacent, which is you know a nice way of saying like, hey, it's a version of events that happen in the Young Justice universe, and it's written by Greg Wiseman one of the lead producers on Young Justice and one of the the writers. What did you think about it, Troy? I liked it with DC Animated. Obviously, there's a high bar with some of the projects they've they've come out with, but it was was fun. What do you think? Yeah, I think it was a different type of movie for DC overall. I think most of their movies, the energy kind of has peaks and valleys where you have little rest points throughout the movie but they kind of kept the same energy all the way through and i think part of that is due to the fact that catwoman always has some sort of scheme or something going on so even the scenes that are maybe perceived as being slow or you don't think there's much going on there's always some sort of angle that catwoman's working and so you're always on your toes it's always the same energy you're always up high the entire time yeah, for Catwoman, you know, she's a character that always kind of operates in the gray. And this is an interesting story because you have a lot of different people involved. You have Black Mask, you have Cheetah, you have Leviathan, Interpol, all these different characters kind of, you know, obviously at the center of it is Catwoman, but she's obviously playing these different people to get what she wants. And that's what always makes her interesting as a character. She's not a hero. She's not a villain. I don't. I wouldn't even call her anti-hero. She's very much about herself <laughs> and about her motivations and stuff and that's why i think the the story is really cool so it kind of obviously it has to do with a jewel that she has stolen (laughs) and that has kind of like sets off a you know a series of events and what's cool is it watching the the batman movie that recently came out you you watch it and you're like oh like it seems like they're really like emphasizing catwoman and they're putting like really good catwoman content out there like uh can't be mad at that but it's cool because it, it it plays really well as like a caper, you know, it's a it's a good heist, but it's also because of its influence, it has like a the animation style is very anime influenced. There's some really cool like scenes, fight scenes. And some of it's grounded too. I, I really thought the the end fight between her and Cheetah was was weirdly like I was like scared. I was like, is Catwoman gonna make it out of this? <laughs> yeah, I thought she was gonna die at a certain point. And I saw a clip of that fight before I watched the entire movie. And they cut it off like right at the peak, of course, just right at the peak of the fight. And I was like, all right, now I definitely wanna watch it and see what happens. Yeah. And you know, for fans of, of DC and, and Young Justice, what's really cool is that it's not just something that where it's like, oh, it's Catwoman, and then it's like a nameless cartel. What You have Leviathan, you have Black Mask, you have Tobias Whale, you have Cheshire, played by Kelly Wu, who plays the character in Young Justice. And there's a really cool like nod to Young Justice when, you know, she uh, she scratches uh, Catwoman. And it's like, oh, that's a... Uh, that's a poison, it, uh, toxin. It's like jellyfish toxin. The jellyfish toxin. And she's like, "Oh, from last time, I, <laughs> I, um, I grew uh, some tolerance to that." And she's like, "Damn it, I need to work on some more toxins." <laughs> That's like a throwback all the way to season one when, like, Aqualad's like, "I'm mostly immune." Yeah, exactly. So there's some cool like nods like that. And, you know, in terms of like DC's animation strategy, what's interesting is you. 
you think like, oh, like maybe from now on, it's going to be more like Superman, Man of Tomorrow, uh, Long Halloween and the upcoming Beware My Power movie where it's like a similar animation style and they're vaguely connected. But then they come out with something like this where the animation style is completely different, where it kind of ties to something, but, you know, in reality, it could tie to nothing. And that's what makes it exciting because you you get to see characters spotlighted that you you might not get to see have their own live action movie or series. I'd imagine we'll eventually get a Catwoman movie, another Catwoman movie down the road once we all forget the Halle Berry one. Yeah, it's a unique way to, like, make all their content be very vertical, like how we talked about in a previous podcast when... Discovery acquired DC, they can kind of do these things that don't seem too connected, but then you throw these little references out there of, oh yeah, they say this in Young Justice, or it's a similar voice actors or something, and just even the smallest things like this can make it feel like it's part of the bigger picture and more enjoyable for everyone that's kind of seeing all these other pieces of content. Yeah, and it feels that you not everything has to be a $200 million movie. There's yeah. some things where it could be like, hey, like it's like reading like a really good single issue of comic books. Like you open it, you're like, well, that was fun. <laughs> and that's what Catwoman is. It's uh, Catwoman Hunted is not something that you're going to go home and be like, oh my God, like this really changed my outlook on crime. <laughs> this changed my outlook on Catwoman and stuff. It's exactly what you want. It's a Catwoman story where she's at the center of it. She's uh, playing... Not both sides, every side. There's like five sides in this movie. <laughs> and in the end, she kind of gets what she wants. And it's cool because I thought it like the action was was kind of like crazy. I didn't expect mech suits to come out, huge demons and stuff like that. And it really is just her and like Batwoman fighting these monsters. And you're like, how are they going to win this? <laughs> Yeah, and they do some pretty clever things too, and which was kind of some of it was a little cheesy, but some of it also was like, oh, that's that's pretty smart, that's pretty clever, and keeps it a little bit more rooted into the yeah, this is definitely like an animated movie of the way they're kind of winning, and like even the mech suit stuff that was like in a trailer, and I was like, what's going on here? This doesn't seem like something that DC would do, and then they do a great job of explaining its inner gang and everything, so it it, it wrapped up everything pretty well to where the different like art style went along with like the previous DC stories pretty well. So I, I didn't feel lost or upset or like, where was, or like, where's all this stuff coming from? Yeah. When he fucking, when he morphed into yeah. next suit, I was like, what is going on right now? It was cool though. Cause I, I think um, what's cool is that with DC animation, you do get these things where you get like Batman Ninja or Batman Soul of the Dragon, where it clearly has like an influence and they're able to take chances, which they might not be able to do in sort of maybe a long animated series or feature film. So to see this, where they're able to play around with the art style, play around with the storytelling, you know, it starts out as a very contained type, like, oh, like maybe this is just a typical heist where Catwoman steals from the wrong person and stuff. And then by the end of it, she's like, she's fighting, <laughs> you know, demons, mech suits, cheetahs, all of the above. And you're like, this is crazy. But that's what like what makes it great. You're watching it and you're like, oh, little by little is surprising you. There's even that little moment between Batwoman and Catwoman in the shower. You're like, wait a minute, where's Bruce? <laughs> yeah. Which I do some really good character connection with that. And man, the entire time I kept thinking, 
I can definitely recognize his voice of Catwoman, and it's Stephanie from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's Rosa that plays her voice, and I was like, wow, that's a great casting uh, to have her be Catwoman because she's definitely a tough character in that show, but she has her soft moments and stuff, so that was a really good... That's actually Batwoman. Yeah, Batwoman, yeah. Did I say Catwoman? Yeah, I'm like... I'm like <laughs> I have that. I have that problem. Yeah. It's early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Batwoman. She does a great job of playing playing Batwoman. And to be fair, it's one letter off. <laughs> it, it is. It, it literally is. is one letter off. No, yeah. it, has, it has a really good good cast. You know, um, I love Keith David as Tobias Whale. Like oh, he's um, great. He's a great voice actor and great actor in general. You know, bring back Spawn the animated series. Come on, what are you doing? Also, like Jonathan uh, Banks, the guy from Breaking Bad as um, Black Mask. It's kind of funny that like Black Mask, even though he's kind of like a low level Gotham villain, he seems to appear in about every <laughs> form of media for DC. It's like, all right, let's just throw him in this animated project, this animated project. Let's put them in the the harley quinn movie <laughs> yeah i think he's one of those characters where it's like he can fit everywhere because he just has like a very basic kind of gangster vibe it's like oh yeah. we need someone with lots of money we need someone that's gonna be okay to kill people or something it's black mask which i will say my favorite thing that they did is when he's like number one and then he like he kills number one. He's like, all right, number two, you're now number one. That's like the best black mask thing. He does that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no. Black mask is uh is a great character. Cause you know, as you said, just has to kind of put on the mask and you get it. You're like, oh yeah, he's like a crime boss. I don't really need his backstory. He it just looks cool. <laughs> yeah. It's great we got it with Harley Quinn. But if they had just been like, Oh yeah, he's he's black mask, that would just as fun too. But the funny thing about Harley Quinn is that he doesn't really wear the black mask. So it's kind of like, it's just Ewan McGregor. Which is also <laughs> fun too, because how, he's great. I mean, listen, more Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of kind of like where you see kind of Catwoman, we talked about what, what we liked about it, the, the influences, where it stands. If there was an opportunity, would you love to like dive back into this? Obviously, like the world, we we get more of it with the Young Justice series. But you know, for me, at the end of it, I felt like, hey, I kind of want to see what she's doing in London. Yes and no. I don't know if I'd want to see like a full on like another Catwoman movie. Uh, it would have to be. Actually, I'll take that back. I would be interested in seeing another Catwoman movie because this one was, I would say, pretty well done and doing a another one that could just inspire a little bit more other characters to kind of jump in that we haven't seen before or you know we don't even need batman for a good catwoman movie this movie has proved to me so if we have dick grayson show up or you know jason todd and you know they don't have to be in there even for a long bit just to send a message or something i think that would be an interesting plot point uh for it but overall, like if they took a lot of elements from the story and kind of adapted it into a live action Catwoman movie and used the cast of Matt Reeves' Batman for it, I think that would also be a pretty good live action cat movie as well. Catwoman movie as well. Yeah, I'd love to see, you know, I if they put Zoe Kravitz in this movie and just made it live action, I'd be very happy to see that. You know, I like as you were talking, it made me reminisce about like one of my favorite like Batman the animated series like stories when, you know, Nightwing becomes Nightwing, you know, Selena's kind of like 
manipulating him a little bit and dating him. I was like, you know, like, as you said, Bloodhaven, I was like, that would be cool to see explored a little bit further and stuff like that. Granted, I'm a Nightwing stan, but I'd like to see that. Yeah, is that the episode where you're talking about, like, the OG animated Batman when, like, Bruce kind of tells Nightwing, yeah, start dating her so you can, like, let her double cross you but you're actually crossing double crossing her and they catch her in the act of stealing something yeah when he's uh well the coolest thing too was the you know the nightwing wings when he'd just fly you know the precursor to the batman beyond wings yeah <laughs> yeah no that'd be pretty cool i'd be i'd be down to see something like that and i think zoe kravitz would be a great you know she's obviously she was great in the batman and she would do fantastic in her own movie. So if if they want to use this as a template, I think it would be even better live action. Yeah, and even if they don't make a template and they just make another one of these, I'm happy. I am happy, and as you guys have probably listened to this podcast, you're like, why don't you guys just call this a DC podcast? <laughs> we're, we're always happy to watch more DC stuff, even if it's not the best, but we're always excited because we love these characters. And I think this was a fun depiction of, of Catwoman bringing her to life in, in, a, in an interesting story that has a lot of layers. It, it works as something as just an action-packed like romp, but it also is, you know, a real cool, like, representation of what that character is and you see that consistently through her adaptations whether it's here batman returns the batman or in other media and stuff like that so this is cool to see yeah and there'll be other great episodes that we'll be releasing coming up we've got obi-wan kenobi coming up in a week or so or we're both excited for that release they've done a lot of different things with you know that character and it seems like it's gonna be a pivotal uh, series that you just gotta watch to really be a Star Wars fan. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, so you don't miss a single episode that we release. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We're posting pretty often and sharing different pieces of content that might not make it into the podcast because there's sometimes just not enough to kind of talk about but we want to hear what you have to say about those little posts that we make if it's about you know a trailer dropping soon something behind the scenes a set photo you know let us know what you think about those things that we post and what we're kind of saying about those also be sure to check out catwoman hunted on hbo max which is now available yeah, it's fun. We talked about it a little bit, as you heard. It's now available on HBO Max, so if you have that, please go watch it, just so that we can double down on that, watch some more Young Justice, so that we could get Young Justice Season 5. Thank Thanks you. for mentioning the why we're doing the podcast on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Bada boom. Bada boom. Bada boom.